Welcome to Wonderland, the podcast where I go down the rabbit hole to research things you may be curious about. My name is Ami, and I'll be your guide on this trip to Wonderland. Hi, and welcome back. This week's episode is going to be a touch different, because if I'm being honest, I had a hard time wrangling my concept for this episode, and also I've been very busy the last couple of weeks. So bear with me as we deviate from our usual format this week, while I invite you to join me for a couple of conversations I had with friends as we discuss different bar foods. For this week's episode, I spoke with Jenny Hi. and Cheryl. Hi. Then I cornered Cheyenne. Hey, you know, I'm going to go over there and find out. <laughs> and later, I caught up with the All About Nothing guys while they were preparing to record a new episode. Come on now. We don't, we don't have to be like that. Panther. We can talk about the Titans. I mean, we can talk about the Vikings, too. Or, for my podcast, we can talk about bar food. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered out loud with these guys, then started down the rabbit hole to answer our questions. I wonder. 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 First, I asked each group to tell me some foods that they think of when they think of bar foods. I'll bring you a little closer. Oh, there we go. I think you're close enough. All right, so we're going to talk about bar foods. Yes. When you think about going to a bar for something to eat with your beer or whatever you're getting at the bar, what are some of the main ones that come to mind? Mozzarella sticks. Wings. Uh, nachos. Oh, and those, well, it's not a meal, but the peanuts or the pretzels or whatever that they have up there for everybody. Fried pickles. Oh, I love fried pickles. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is good. When you think of bar foods, what kind of foods do you think of? Um, anything that can be quick, anything fried, uh, anything that can easily be picked up with your hands. So like tater tots, boneless wings or regular wings, french fries, sliders, things like that. Alright, bar foods. What kind of foods can you get at a bar? Uh, Mozzarella sticks. Yes, uh, definitely. Peanuts. You can get wraps. I've seen a couple wraps. Uh, tater tots with buffalo on them. Those are good. Or Avo- chili cheese fries. Avocado spinach cheese dip. Or wings. Ar- not avocado, artichoke. But wings are hands down the best bar food. That's a mighty gauntlet to throw, but well, you I, put can't, a hamburger? I can't argue with you it. Put a hamburger in front of there were a lot of bar foods named when I asked, but one of the foods that made all three lists was wings. With that, I'm going to take us down a little rabbit hole and discuss everyone's favorite bar food. Buffalo wings. Before I do, though, let's hear a little more about what these guys thought the origins of buffalo wings might be. Uh, when do you think chicken wings became a thing? Gosh, I wish I could remember the date, because I've actually been there where the first ones were done, like buffalo wings, but I don't remember the date. Um, let's say 1960s. And where at? Buffalo, New York. You know the name of the place? Don't remember. I just went there <laughs> when, we were, when we were in Buffalo. So I do know the name of the place, Um, but we'll talk about it a little more. Um, What do you remember about the story or about? I I literally just remember that that was where it started. I don't even remember the history. And what makes it a buffalo wing, you think? Maybe because that's where it is. Okay. That's where they are in Buffalo. That's where they came from. And what qualifies buffalo wing as opposed to? Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hot sauce and butter. Okay. All right, so you also talked about wings. Uh, when do you think chicken wings became a thing? Man, chicken wings been around a while. I'm going to go with the 80s again. 
If not before. I don't know. I just feel like in the 70s, a lot of people were hanging out at bars. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> of course, um, I wasn't alive at then. <laughs> okay, so where do you think chicken wings were invented? Ooh, good question. Definitely in the United States. I feel like us Americans made that up. But then again, people eat chicken in like India. I'm gonna stick with the United States, and I'm gonna stick with the southeastern United States. Okay, I get it. You get your wings. I agree with Trent. That's pretty, pretty stable. Yeah, pretty good stable. Blue cheese and everything. What is your problem? Why do you like? Why do you like I chunky cheese? And, and you gotta do it like the good people from Buffalo intended. Buffalo. All right, let's talk a little more about that. Buffalo, New York, created the buffalo wing, the hot sauce everybody loves. Yeah. It's intended to be used with blue cheese, not ranch. That's not the story I tell people. <laughs> the, the buffalo wings were created on a nuclear test plant or a nuclear test site in New Mexico where a herd of buffalo merged with a, a, a bunch of chickens and then they got buffalo wings. You're actually both wrong. Jessica Simpson told us that the buffalo had wings, and that's how you get buffalo wings. You have to, but it is. It, you get buffalo. You can get your mild, your hot, your really hot. That's the beautiful thing about buffalo. It has the taste, but you can get different kinds of heat. But you have to do the blue cheese. Why are they called buffalo wings? Yeah, they're from no buffalo, buffalo, New York. There's no buffalo. Buffalo, New York. But why is it called buffalo for everybody? We all got to go to New York, Buffalo, New York, watch a Bills game and see how the, the Buffalo thing I've had do. Buffalo wings in, in Buffalo. Hmm. At a Buffalo's game? No, but at a Buffalo <laughs> bar. Yeah. Okay. Good? Yeah, it was all right. It seems like one of the places like, where's the original, <laughs> the original <laughs> Buffalo wing? We are wing? talking about bar I, food here, right? I, I'm assured there was no Michelin stars on the door. So, so, so but okay. wait, hold on, before we move on. We're going to a little bit more on the buffalo wing, because that is one of the things I want to talk about specifically, and it being a yeah, founded at a bar in Buffalo, mm-hmm. it's the Buffalo name. Yeah. Do you know the name of the bar, or I when? Do, I don't know. I would assume it would be, I would give it like the 60s, maybe, and that's just throwing out a guess, because they've been around for the my year? lifetime. Yeah. The year they were created. Oh, well, you know, if it's going to be a bar in the 60s or whatever, it's not going to have like a name that, that it would be like, you know, like... Uh, whatever like a, a standard I, name or whatever yeah, it's gonna be like one it's gonna be like tim's speakeasy bar or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. maybe like a speakeasy is that the reason why? That's, i think speakeasy be probably the buffalo the back when prohibition was affecting all the right. buffalo sauce yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get it in it you know what i mean you had to ship it in through cars and cadillacs and stuff no, like. I, I would say i would say probably the 60s just due to the fact that my parents are like buffalo wings no like no old people are really into like wings right yeah no, it's yeah. like a younger generation right so well, i don't think it's too old but i think it's young. older than it had, to have the, it had to have that time to catch on okay <laughs> all right so no unfortunately trent buffalo wings did not originate in a speakeasy during prohibition <laughs> and barrett's story about nuclear sites in new mexico while funny isn't the origin either jessica simpson can rest easy because they also don't come from any part of a buffalo. I don't eat buffalo. Buffalo, idiot. <laughs> huh? Why are they called buffalo wings? But for those who said that they originated at a bar in Buffalo, winner, winner, chicken wing dinner. The buffalo wing is an American style of chicken wing that is deep fried, then coated in a sauce consisting of exactly what Jenny guessed. Jenny. <laughs> uh, hot sauce and butter? 
a vinegar-based cayenne pepper hot sauce, and butter. The beginnings of buffalo wings is up for some debate. The Anchor Bar and Buffalo states on their website and on their menu and all over the bar, which my family and I had the pleasure of visiting back in June, that these special wings were dreamt up on March 4, 1964, when Dominic Bellissimo asked his mother to prepare something for his ravenous friends late that night. She deep-fried some chicken wings, usually reserved for stock for soup, and flavored them with her secret sauce, and served them the way Zach described them when he proclaimed, Blue cheese, no ranch. You gotta do it like the good people from Buffalo intended. That they must be served with blue cheese. However, there's a very entertaining article written by Calvin Trilling for The New Yorker in 1980 that cites two additional and different origins to the birth of the chicken wing, both quoted by the Bellissimo family. They both agreed that the family's matriarch, Teresa, was the mastermind behind the now world-renowned food, but why she made it is up for debate. In one instance, Frank Bellissimo, Dominic's father, indicates that the chicken wing was invented after he was delivered some chicken wings instead of backs and necks that he usually received to make spaghetti sauce. He urged his wife to find a more dignified use of the wings than the sauce, and she made them into hors d'oeuvres for the bar. In a different case, Dominic himself tells the story that the chicken wings were the result of wishing to treat a bar full of Roman Catholics one Friday night during Lent to a gratis treat after midnight when they were then able to consume non-fish meat again as a thank you for the amount of money that they were spending. He asked his mother to come up with something easy to pass around, and she came up with the now-famous wings. <laughs> but wait! Apparently, some people contest if it was even the Bellissimos at all who are owed our thanks for this messy, delicious bar food. There's a claim that an Alabama man by the name of John Young moved to Buffalo in 1948 and began serving uncut chicken wings that were breaded, deep-fried, and served in a special tomato-based mumbo sauce in his restaurant starting in 1961. To his merit, in 2013 at the National Buffalo Wing Festival, held in Buffalo, New York, naturally, John Young's contributions were acknowledged and he was inducted into the festival's National Buffalo Hall of Flame. So while we may not know who or why exactly, we do know where. Buffalo wings are a tasty treat brought to us from upstate New York. The next bar food that was mentioned by each group was bar nuts. Before we dig a rabbit hole to fill it with peanuts, let's hear what everyone had to say on the matter. Let's see, other food, you, you said peanuts. Yeah, so just the little snacky stuff, you know, that's at the bar. Not that you would order it necessarily. But they just leave them out. Do, you, do they still do that? Do you go to any bars that have... Like nuts out? Like I know you can go to the store and buy that bar mix that comes mm -hmm. in the thing and it's got like green, I don't know, maybe they're peas or something. We were talking about yesterday and we both agreed it's nothing we would ever touch if it were in the bars now because of so many people's. I'd be real surprised if it still was like a thing. Yeah, I'd be surprised too. I think Corona probably killed that dead if it was still... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if it was still like right. if there was there no more chance. bowls of yeah, nuts or anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of that. So you said uh, nuts yeah. is a bar food. Uh, have you been to any bars that still have nuts? We were talking about it over there. Like, do you still see that out anywhere? Actually, no. You think COVID I killed think that? It's either COVID and then the movies just made us believe that's what it's supposed to be, maybe. Because I don't know if I've ever actually seen a bar. Where there's <laughs> never nuts. been a bowl of nuts. Hey, have y'all ever seen nuts at the bar? Or like I only have. in TV on the movies? No, I've seen nuts at the bar. It's been a while. Cheryl? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, that's what we were I just have. discussing. I've and she was like, I don't know if I've ever seen nuts or if the TV just convinced me it was a thing. It's been a long, 
it's been a while, but I have seen them. <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, you guys talked about peanuts. So peanuts being a bar food. Do Okay, and we actually had this conversation at work today. Long live Jimmy Carter. Five Guys has the best peanuts. <laughs> not a bar. Yeah, um, do you do you <laughs> go to any bars that actually have like bowls of nuts sitting out? Not and, no more after COVID. Not after COVID, right. But you can request like a Hemingway's, you can get you some peanuts. Correct. They got a, uh, They got a jar of them. Okay, we were trying to decide if we've ever actually been to a bar where we've seen nuts sitting out, or if that's just something that's been on TV. I mean, it's probably the nuts that you don't want to see, but you know, it's probably it was definitely a thing. Yeah, I mean, because they would have it wouldn't just be the peanuts; it'd be the mix. It'd be the pretzels, the the pumpernickel crisps, all that other, or stuff. the beer nuts. The like beer that was nuts. that was always yeah. what they called them was beer nuts. And nobody ever sells, I mean, serves cashews as just like a nuts to have because it's very expensive. Oh. and that shows what kind of bar you. Well, have. Yeah, they're if not you're giving out cashews, we're at the right. Yeah, they, give you, they give you the beer nuts. It's a, low, it's a low thing, but it keeps you busy. Keeps you. Look at this uppity bar with these almonds. <laughs> so, so why do you think that they give you nuts? Why do you think? What What's the purpose of nuts at the <laughs> this bar? Because it's crazy. I think that's the same. Same. It's salty, yeah. and what happens is you. It's salty, so you drink more. You you keep mm, asking for okay. you thirsty. Dehydration. Good. Good Let's hypothesis. See. I think like that's that. probably good. A good one. I was thinking maybe it just gets your metabolism started to want some food after. Beer nuts are a ubiquitous part of a stereotypical bar food, if there ever was one. Back in the 80s, sitcoms had nuts as part of the scenery, and even as part of the dialogue. Just has Norm from Cheers. Women, you can't live with them, pass the beer nuts. <laughs> it turns out that bar or pub mix, beer nuts, and, well, just nuts, are not actually different names for the same thing. So we're going to talk a little about all three. First, we're going to talk about nuts. Typically, these are plain old salted nuts. And Barrett was absolutely right when he said, It's salty, so you drink more. It sounds like salt's tendency to absorb water contributes to the idea that patrons will buy more beer because their mouths are dry and they will continue to order more drinks. Additionally, beer is often considered to have a bitter taste, which is balanced by a little bit of salt, making the beer seem smoother and easier to drink. It's no wonder that a bar would want to offer something that keeps their patrons drinking, and nuts are generally on the inexpensive side, allowing them to offer them to their guests at no cost. And while many bars will serve any kind of nuts, some specifically serve beer nuts, which it turns out is the name brand of a salty sweet nut. I stumbled across this fun video while researching this one. I'm going to play part of it here, but the full video will be linked on WTWLpod.com for you if you want to watch the whole thing. Welcome to beer nuts come on in first things first how do they get the name beer nuts we have to go back to the 1930s to answer that Arlo Shirk and his father bought a small store called the Caramel Crisp Shop while Arlo was still in high school with it came the recipes to the caramel corn caramel apples orange drink and glazed redskins that's what beer nuts were called back then the shop was so successful it quickly expanded to include lunch and dinner and moved to a bigger location in downtown Bloomington. When Arlo died unexpectedly, his brother Russell returned from college to help manage the business. Russell was a stickler for quality and paid attention to how everything in the store was prepared and served. When not serving customers, the family was busy making Shirk's Glazed Nuts, Beer Nuts' second name. Everyone enjoyed a scoopful as they left the restaurant. Eldridge Brewster, a regular customer and supplier to the restaurant, kept after Russell to let him sell the nuts on his food distribution route. Initially, Russell was hesitant, but Brewster convinced him it was worth a shot. And he was right. 
the local taverns and liquor stores went nuts for the nuts. They started selling like mad. When was the name changed to Beer Nuts? In 1953, when they changed the name to Beer Nuts, uh, it was like people love to drink beer and peanuts. They got the salt on it, they're sweet. Beer and nuts, it kind of fit. It just kind of fit together. By 1960, you could find beer nuts in just about every bar or tavern across America. Wait, there's no beer in beer nuts? Nope, no beer in them. I get asked that question all the time. Beer really goes well with beer nuts, really well. So, no beer and beer nuts. They just go great with beer. Bar or pub mix is another treat that goes well with beer and features things like pretzels, bagel chips, corn chips, and peanuts. There are a variety of brands offering slightly different ingredients in their bar or pub mix, but according to an amusing article touting itself as, quote, a definitive guide to a true and proper Midwestern pub mix, it should contain the following criteria. One, there must be pretzels. Two, there should be peanuts, but no other nuts allowed. Three, there must be at least two crispy cracker-like elements. Four, there should be spices beyond the saltiness of the above-mentioned snacks. Five, no dried fruit. Six, no chocolate. And seven, a low enough price point that pubs can stock it as a snack. These salty snacks have long been a trope for bars and sitcoms. No, it's Woody Allen. Did I mention that? Yeah, we got yeah. it. We got it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him, and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Is that how you're going to say it? No, no, I'm working on it. Do it like this. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. No, no, see, that's no good. See, you don't know how to act. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> oh, that was no good? I didn't say anything. But as we discussed, the rise of COVID-19 all but put an end to nuts out for general consumption at bars. Though it sounds like you may still be able to get your hands on them if you just ask for them. All three groups also said that fried food is a big part of what they consider to be bar food. Here's what they had to say about some of the fried food offerings. So, it sounds like fried food. Correct. Yeah, fried food. And a bar, yes. You're already yeah. hurting your liver. You don't want baked food at 2 o'clock in the morning. No. You don't want it to be baked. Yeah, so if you were hammered and someone throws you like a piece of baked chicken, you're like, ah, you yeah, know. I'm not eating that. There's <laughs> a, a cupcake. Anything fried? Um... Did you guys talk about fried pickles or mozzarella sticks, or is that we a did. I, said, I said mozzarella, mozzarella sticks. Fried pickles, pickles though, yeah, that's kind of new, though. That's kind of new to bars. That gives you that bite that makes you want to drink more, too. Correct. All right. Let's see. You guys also mentioned mozzarella sticks. Ooh, I like mozzarella. My favorite. All right. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> We've discussed it. <laughs> it's not yours? No, I choke on them. Oh. I know. Oh. I have a hard time with it. Um, so where do you think uh, mozzarella sticks I'll say that I'll say um because those are fried too <laughs> they are but the cheese is what I'm thinking maybe is Wisconsin uh, Midwest area potentially how long ago mm, we'll say 50 years ago you got thoughts on mozzarella sticks I, I just feel like it's been more recent but I just I always feel that way, mm -hmm. and it's never that way. It's always like some shocking, really old date. But I feel like it's more recent, like 50s. 
or that's more than 50 years ago. 50s is more than, see, you're not even mathing right <laughs> That's 73 years ago. Is it? Oh, I forget. It's I kind of like the 50s answer, though, better. <laughs> it feels right, but yeah, more than 50 years. So okay. I default on my original In- response. While they all agree that bar foods are typically fried, Cheryl and Jenny went into a couple of specific fried foods with mozzarella sticks and fried pickles. So we're going to dive a little into those. Also called frickles, fried pickles is a southern specialty. I would have guessed these to have been a much more recent culinary addition to the bar menu, but it turns out that Jenny was right when she said it was the mid-1900s. The first known fried pickle recipe was printed in the Oakland Tribune on November 19, 1962 but was popularized by Burnell Fatman Austin in 1963 at the Duchess Drive-In in Atkins, Arkansas. Originally served with ketchup, this common pub offering is now usually served with a creamy ranch dressing. As for mozzarella sticks, well, if you've listened to enough episodes of this podcast, then you know that sometimes the answer is way earlier than we thought it was. And frying cheese and batter, like mozzarella sticks, is one of those instances. It looks like this practice originated in medieval France as early as 1393. This is known to be true because a recipe for fried cheese sticks appears in a guidebook intimating a woman's proper behavior in marriage and running a household called Le Ménagerie de Paris. The book includes romantic advice, gardening tips, and recipes, such as the fried cheese. Mozzarella sticks are no doubt related to these early versions, but have an identity all their own, and they got their rise to fame in the 1970s in the United States. A cheesemaker in Wisconsin named Frank Baker is often attributed with coming up with the idea of string cheese when he dreamed up the idea of snack-sized pieces of mozzarella in 1976. Historians surmise that the explosion of mozzarella sticks at restaurants like Bennigan's, Applebee's, and TGI Fridays in the 1980s was due to the increasing availability of mass-produced mozzarella cheese and the development of new efficient frying technologies used in food-serving businesses, such as bowling alleys and sports bars. With so many of the foods we discussed being fried, I was curious about whether or not bar foods were an American thing, or if just the foods we were talking about were American. And we think it's an American food? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. What about the, and so the buffalo wings we also thought was an American food? Mm-hmm. Fried pickles we thought was a salad, so also an American food? Yes. Okay, so are bar foods inherently American foods? All of them are American. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. But certainly you go to a British pub and there's food. Is it different food? It is different food. It is. They have, like, what, bangers and mash? Which is? That was the first um, thing I was Sausage and taters. Okay. That was all I had. I was going That's with that, too. Um, oh, and they have that that um, Scotch egg. egg. Yeah. What is it? Scotch egg. Scotch egg. Yes. <laughs> That's a good, I bet you that is a good bar food. They serve it at the British Bulldogs, so maybe. Yeah. So, um, the foods you mentioned were all uh, fried and handheld. Yes. Do you think those are specific to American bars, or do you think they're eating the uh, same thing in European bars, or African bars, or Asian bars? I think it's definitely American, because I think we fry everything. I don't think they fry stuff as much in other countries. So what do you suppose Um, you get at a bar in Italy? Pasta. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to abandon the whole handheld thing if we go to Italy. Yeah, they just eat pasta over there. Honestly, they might eat french fries. I feel like everywhere has a version of french fries. Um, I know they eat a lot of bread over there, too. So maybe they have their bread and their fancy um, 
oil dips that they use over there. Soak up some of that alcohol. Gotcha. They drink a lot of wine over there. Okay, so what about England? They like beer. They do. They love beer. Well, they eat fish and chips. Maybe they do eat fried food. Yeah? So maybe they're having tater tots and tater chicken tots wings? And they might be having some chicken wings. <laughs> Dang, now I want to go over there and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Alright, so we've established that we eat a lot of fried food, handheld food, at the bar. And nuts, which I guess is not fried, but handheld. It can be. Do you think it's an American thing? Like, are they eating those same foods in Europe, in Africa, in Asia? At the I, bar? I, no, definitely not in Africa. Maybe, maybe not. I bet chicken's like a pretty solid staple for like bar food everywhere across the world. I can yeah. see that. But I, I think even in the UK, nuts are pretty established. Yeah, yeah I agree. But some people eat fish. <clears throat> Fried fish is a big thing at cookouts. Could be. They're weird. Yeah. I like fish and chips. What do you, so, like, if you were to go to a bar in Tokyo, what do you think you're getting at the... Oh, just oh, alcohol. Man, squid. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's yeah. probably just alcohol. They have, like, even Japan has such, like, unique foods for, yeah. like, all around. I couldn't even begin to imagine, like, what they're... So, Americans like it fried, but that's not necessarily true everywhere. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but I also, it's like, all? with, um, like, Mexican restaurants, they give you chips. I think that's their technically bar food to start you off with. Yeah, chips, they want and, chips, chips and, and salsa. salsa. Yeah, chips and salsa. So they're everybody's playing. got their own. They're own playing thing. like MK Ultra. Mind bread, games. bread is a, eventually just soaking all this up. Mm-hmm. It's all bread. Oh, I... Tiffany's getting a margarita. Give her some chips. Yeah, chips. <laughs> <laughs> After looking at way too many international bar foods, I realized that much of what we talked about is specific to the culinary taste of Americans. Some other popular drinking snacks from around the world include poutine, a Canadian treat of fries, cheese curds, and brown gravy, fried plantain chips in Central and South America, as well as the Caribbean, mussels in Spain, dumplings in Japan, fried chicken in Korea, and octopus in Turkey, and yes, fish and chips in England. Well, that's it, folks. I hope you learned a little something about some of your favorite bar foods and that you can regale your friends the next time you're at happy hour with your newfound knowledge. Also, if you haven't checked out the previous episode on happy hour, check that one out too. It's episode seven. I'm posting the full conversation with Jenny, Cheryl, Cheyenne, Barrett, Zach, and Trent on WTWLpod.com. So be sure to visit to hear all the bits that didn't make it into the episode, as well as some other things that hit the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining me today, and until next time, be safe, be kind, and stay curious. The Welcome to Wonderland podcast is copyrighted by Amy Bland and is part of Big Media. This podcast is usually recorded in the podcast studio at GOD Sound Studio in Lexington, South Carolina. But as I said earlier, I wrote this episode from the Struggle Bus, so it was recorded in my very fancy home studio. Fine, so Mike in my closet. That's why it doesn't sound as good as usual. Really, just go record a GOT, y'all. Any thoughts or opinions expressed as part of this production are those of the host unless otherwise indicated. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow, like, and share this podcast. Find us on Facebook at Welcome to Wonderland the Podcast and on X, the app formerly known as Twitter, at Wonderland underscore pod. Check out behind-the-scenes moments and other videos on TikTok at Wonderland Pod. And finally, check out pictures, additional information, and go further down the rabbit hole on our website at www.wtwlpod.com. To submit corrections, additional information, or request for episodes, please email the host at welcometowonderlandthepod at gmail.com. 
my god, I was cracking there at the end, wasn't I? Y'all probably didn't even listen. No one heard this, right? I know it sounds bad. Just give me a break, guys. The next one will be good. I promise. The preceding podcast is a product of Big Media and copyright 2023. All rights reserved.